Now here's the best. Stay tuned, Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, kicking off uh, our last show of the week, our episode. Um, Shoulder's going to be here today. He had work, so our scheduling conflict a little... Happened a little bit this week, but I'm here. A little bit of talk about. We got some NFL talk, uh, update on the CBA. Dak Prescott thinks he's the highest, should be paid the highest quarterback in the league. We'll get into that. Um, As well as some video game news, which I'm actually kind of excited about. But before we get into the show, head over to Twitter. Follow us there at ST Sports Podcast, as well as our Facebook page like and share that and head over to youtube and subscribe to our channel there um also head over to uh staytunesports.net if you you know all of our episodes end up there plus we have a tab to click merchandise i just got in my deontay wilder uh shirt um that we just we posted i believe was about two weeks ago two or three weeks ago um making fun of him with his excuses. We also have some other shirts there um, that you could purchase. But also on the right-hand side, when you scroll down a little bit, right below where you could follow us and listen to us and all that, we have the, the Fanatics banner there. Click that for to take you over to their website to buy any of the collectibles or jerseys or anything that you may want to purchase. Um, so, like I said, you know, I want to start off with a story that we actually brought up uh, probably about three, four weeks ago about the two Ohio State football players that were charged with kidnapping and rape of a 19-year-old uh, woman. Um, kind of give you the backstory of what happened. Amir Reap, uh, Ripe and Jason Wint were charged with kidnap and rape um, of the 19-year-old woman. She was hanging out with uh, Reap, and they began to have consensual sex. At some point during that time, she decided she didn't want no more, and she told Ripe that to stop, doesn't want no more. He did not stop, according to the complaint after a while of it continuing going on Jason went actually came into the room and actually asked if he could join in joined in forced her to do other stuff and even start laughing at her and told her look at the camera and make sure you say this was consensual now when we talked about this incident um couple weeks ago on the show at that time I don't believe they were charged just yet uh, they were allegations and I said I was worried that you know not saying she was lying but I was worried that this may be one of those you know she may have been dating him she, he broke it off this is her way of getting back 
But as more of the stories come comes out, it's starting to sound more and more like these guys were just total a-holes. Um, and I'm starting to believe her. Uh, one part of the story that has changed is uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes head coach Ryan Day dismissed Ripe and went from the team a day after their arrest. Now granted, they are still enrolled in college, but they will no longer play football, at least for this season, um, for the Buckeyes. And again, at the time when we were talking about that, we weren't too sure and this doesn't really matter, shouldn't matter, but we didn't know if they were starters, uh, how far down the depth chart they were. Um, Ripe actually was going to compete for one of the starting cornerback jobs. So, I mean, he had, he obviously has talent and he just pretty much washed it away. I just don't understand. I mean, I understand these, these kids, they're, they're kids, but when a girl says no, stop, it means stop. So, you know, and, and you're not playing for some, you know, small school. You're playing for a big college that a lot of players come out of there and go to the NFL. Now, if you're competing for a starting job, that means you have talent. And you just flushed it all away. These guys are looking at, I think I, I saw it was either 23 or 33 years in prison if found guilty, which... The facts that keep coming out, it all points to it, you know. It all points to them being guilty. And unfortunately, for the woman, she unfortunately has to live with this the rest of her life with this incident. I just hope these scumbags get what they deserve in prison for treating this, this woman that way. Now... I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, that topic because they're just scumbags for, for doing that. But moving on, um, some CBA news update. So last time we talked uh, last week about this, um, it, the, the players, player reps didn't like the, the agreement that was on the table, the proposal that was on the table, but some of the league players were okay with it, wanted to vote for this and that, the other thing. During the week, this past week, it came out that some players in the union would, wanted a copy of the 2011 um, CBA policy to compare it to this deal and see what's what has gotten better, what has gotten worse. Well, before those players asked for some players already voted to allow this proposal to go through. Once the the players asked for the, the 2011 proposal to, to compare it to, they asked if they could change their vote. Well, on Monday, the player representatives decide to vote against letting players change their, uh, change their votes. The union did vote, though, to extend the voting window 48 hours to allow more time for the players to consider and vote on the pr uh, proposal. As of now, 
the deadline is 11.59 Eastern Time, Saturday. Once again, it just seems like these players are not all on the same page. If you're your union, you should be in unison, whether you are okay with this proposal or against it. There just seems to be like a lot of miscommunication among players and, and the reps. Um, not a lot of, it seems like it's very unco uncoordinated. Um, you know, to the, the players that are voting no are, and the reasons they give are because of the health and wellness and the, they're opposed against the 17 game schedule. They would also like to negate, uh, negotiate more benefits. The players that are okay with it, that are, that are, are voting yes, are because the increased, the, the owners are going to increase the minimum salaries. They're doing away with uh, suspending players for testing positive for marijuana. Um, the roster spots are going to uh, increase. Some of the practice uh, squad players will get a bump in pay. Less hitting in training camp. You know, it, there seems like to be more benefits um, as far as salaries, you know, some of the drug policies. I still think the owners hold all the cards here. If, if the players were smart, I think they, they should do this, especially with the, the whole revenue thing. Right now... If this deal, if they all vote yes for this deal, they will start off at a 48% revenue share. With these new TV deals that the owners are going to negotiate, obviously are going to be record-breaking deals because of the last time um, that the owners uh, negotiated. So they're going to get a piece of that. You add in the 17 game, that's roughly about, I think I saw something like two and a half million more dollars just for that one week. You, you know, I, I understand that these, some of these players are against the 17 game schedule, but if the owners are asking for the 17 game schedule and they're, the, the players are against it because of the physicality of the sport. The owners are giving up some of, you know, the, the less hitting in training camp. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, less OTA. So it's the NFL players aren't training and practicing nine, ten months a year. You know, maybe, you know, they got the OTAs that are voluntary, then they have the mandatory OTAs, maybe they'll do away with the voluntary OTAs. That right there is four or five days of practice. And also, uh, about two, three weeks ago, I brought up about how half the league, maybe a little bit more than half the league, is made up of minimum or pretty close to minimum salary players. 
if they're getting a bump from 510,000 to say 750,000 and that's going to go up every year say even 10% within 2 3 years you're going to be making a million dollars as a minimum salary player i think it would be just smart for them you know um the health benefits as far as players that are out of the league they get covered for as right now with the the policy that's in place now they get covered for five years up to five years out of league they were hoping for 10 to 15 not sure if the owners uh, put that in their deal or if they would even go for that but kind of get back to the 17 game thing another thing that uh, came out this past week or the source came out was some of the owners are hoping that the players vote this down because they want to change the proposal to add an 18th game and again like I said I think the owners have all the the cards here because let's say the players say nope we're not going to play it we're we're not going to show up you got the XFL playing right now whether viewership's going up or down that don't matter there's players that want to play in the NFL and that's why they're playing in the XFL they may have not gotten the the chance to get on the field like a PJ Walker to put some tape together for other teams to see shit I wouldn't mind if Philly picked him up as a, a backup. Stop with this Nick Foles coming back to Philly shit. P.J. Walker, the way he plays, the way he, he runs that offense, I think he'd be a really good backup. He'd be cheap because he's not going to be asking for 2-3 million a year. Bring him in on the minimum salary of 600000 750000 But if these players don't vote on this NFL could take some of, of the players from the XFL granted product won't be as good as we're used to but they still have football every Sunday and Monday so I, I really think the players should consider this and it's not just like the couple of names I saw that are voting for yes uh, for the proposal, Ryan for, uh, Fitzpatrick. But we also saw some big names voting no, like Richard Sherman, Maurice Pouncey, uh, Aaron Rodgers. But players like, say, for example, you know, since I'm an Eagles fan, you know, Boston Scott, uh, I mean, even Miles Sanders, I mean, he's not making millions and millions. I mean, he's probably making, you know, a couple of million, but those are the guys that are going to be playing on this deal. Not Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's probably got four or five years left. Uh, Richard Sherman, like all, all the guys that are against it are a little bit older. But yet, you know, so like these rookies coming in now, should really consider playing on this. At least in my opinion. 
Another player that will be actually playing underneath this CBA is Mr. Dak Prescott. And before we get into him, we're actually going to take a quick little break here. So stay tuned. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jibo here to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Podcorn, a website that helps podcasters find podcast sponsorship opportunities. I found it very easy to set up an account with them. Then all I had to do was find sponsors I wanted to work with. Next, I had to set my fee and where to put their ad in this episode and send the proposal over. That easy. Literally, it only took me a few minutes to do. You don't give up any rights to your show, and Podcorn will be there to help you every step of the way. So click the link in our show notes and head over to podcorn.com right now and sign up today and start earning. And welcome back to uh, another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. You kind of had a brain fart there. I didn't know how I wanted to come back into this one. but <laughs> So before I left, uh brought up about Dak Prescott playing underneath this possible new CBA that's coming out. And I'll tell you what, man. I think he needs to get his head checked because sources came out this past week that the Cowboys offered him a $33 million per season with $100 million guaranteed. I believe it would have been the highest guaranteed for the quarterback. Um, 10 years. Uh, you know, basically would have been higher than Carson Wentz. Which, you know, the debate is always who's better, Carson Wentz or Dak. But also, it would have been higher... Than um, Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers. Then he turned around and declined it and came out with a, what was it? Uh, it was four years, 40 million a year. So basically, he wants to get paid higher than Russell Wilson. Who is getting paid 35 right now? Ben Rosenberger at 34 mil, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Jared Goff. He must have the A B C T E because out of all those quarterbacks I just mentioned now, the only one that I would take him over is Jared Goff, maybe Big Ben. I mean, Ben, he still produces, but I, uh, he's definitely at the the wrong end of his career now. Jared Goff only had one good year, I believe. You know, and that's when he signed uh, his contract. Aaron Rodgers, I'll take Aaron Rodgers over Prescott every time. Russell Wilson, every time. And he wants 
does 40 million when he hasn't done anything in the playoffs? Now, I'm talking about Prescott, so all you Cowboys fans, calm down. Don't come at me. Well, you guys gave Carson Wentz this. He hasn't done anything in the playoffs. I ain't talking about Carson. Now, I'm not saying Dak Prescott is a bottom 20 quarterback. I mean, he's definitely a top 10 guy as far as playing. But, yes, last season he had a good season. He had 4,900 passing yards. He had 30 passing touchdowns. He's been uh, to two Pro Bowls twice. But you couldn't win any playoff games with Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Des Bryant, Amari Cooper they traded for. They traded a first-round pick for him and couldn't really do anything. Last year, you played shitty with the, the shit teams. I'm sorry, you played good with the shit teams, but you never stepped it up when it was time for you to play the big games. You had you they had their destiny in control to make the playoffs. And they collapse. That's not a quarterback you want to pay forty million dollars to. Now here's what he's gambling with. He turned down the thirty three million dollar per season. A source from the Cowboys said they're leaning towards using the exclusive franchise tag, which is around 33 to 34 million, and no team could sign him or you know give him an offer. But there's also the other tag that is only 27 or 28 million dollars uh, for the year. And another team could offer him a contract that he could sign. And if the Cowboys don't match it, they'll get two first-round draft picks. He may be looking at a $6 million gamble. Because if a... Let's just say the Cowboys put that $27 million price tag on him. And they come in and offer him 29. What's he going to do? Sit out the whole season and not get anything? I just think if he was smart, he should have took that $33 million a year. 100 guaranteed. That's the thing. That's the thing that blows my mind. $100 million guaranteed, which means he's not going anywhere from that team. He could stink it up the next five years, and the Cowboys are stuck with him. Unless he restructure his contract, which I don't believe he will do. As an Eagles fan, I am praying, praying Jerry Jones can convince Dak to sign this deal. And to take a step further, though, I'm praying that Dak Prescott can convince Jerry Jones to pay him $40 million because you ain't going to be able to afford Dak, Ezekiel, and Cooper all at the same time. You're already going to lose Byron, uh, Byron Jones, which I'm hoping Philly don't sign him. He's looking for 17 to $18 million a year. Amari Cooper, they're just starting talks with him for an extension, which you only have a week until free agency starts. 
And Monday, this coming Monday, is the deadline for teams to apply franchise tags. Now, if they don't, if the players don't agree to the CBA deal, teams can use the franchise tag and transition tag at the same time. So they technically could franchise Prescott and then transition tag Amari Cooper. But I I don't think that's going to happen. I, I just think that they'll, they'll handcuff themselves so bad with a salary cap if they do that. I just, you know, Dak is a good player. You know, if I'm going to put myself as a football fan right now, not an Eagles fan, Dak is a good player. He's not great. I don't even think he's shown signs of greatness of like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Russell Wilson. He wants top five money and I just don't think he's he's worth it. Now, a player that is worth his money and man, I think Dak needs this guy's agent. Christian Yelich signed a nine-year, $215 million deal. And it calls for uh, deferred money in it. Here's the funny part. The deferred money will be paid until 2042. He will be 50 years old by the time the last payment is done. $4 $4 million each year from 2022 to 2028. The deal includes a $20 million mutual option for 2029 with a $6.5 million buyout. But the $2 million of that buyout would be deferred. He, to me, is a new Bobby Bonilla. Every year, since what 1990 something Bobby Bonilla makes one million dollar a year because of the deferred money and we're starting to see more teams do this and do this and do this you better be right about this talent I mean Grant yeah he he past two years has been a very good ball player uh, I, I believe he won the MVP last year a couple slugger awards so I mean it definitely does look like the money is going to be right here and he also has a a no trade clause in there without his consent which kudos to him because I mean to me that shows that he wants to be a Milwaukee Brewer for the rest of his, his well at least this contract you know maybe his whole career but it's just insane. Like, what's the point of having a salary cap? I know they have the the luxury tax part of it. But if you could do this, you'll never go over the luxury tax, I would assume. You know, uh, Baltimore Orioles with Chris Davis a couple years ago. I believe he still has eight or nine more years of, of deferred money. And he only has maybe one or two more years left on the contract he signed a few years back. The one player I'm surprised that 
didn't get deferred money was Bryce Harper. I mean, that big of a contract with their pitching woes, you would, would have thought try to save a little bit of salary cap space by doing that for a player like Bryce Harper. You already know what you're getting from him. And to sign him for that long, why not? Why not do a, a deferred money? So, before I came on to record, it came out that the NCAA has said they are not going to have any fans in the stands during any college basketball tournaments. And because of the, the coronavirus that is spreading across the globe. We're seeing that in NBA uh, the media has been closed off from NHL locker rooms, NBA locker rooms. Um, I, I think I think the Major League Baseball also joined in with that, and part of me, I I, I understand why they're doing it, but I think some of these sports need to pump the brakes a little bit. Because I think we're overreacting just a little bit. Yes, we got to worry about it. But as long as we take the precautions that have been told out there. And everybody does it. We'll be able to beat this virus. Now, as far as the March Madness tournament and all the other things. There is still ongoing talk that they may either postpone March Madness or cancel it. I don't see that ever happening. There's just way too much money to lose for NCAA. But I'm curious to see how this is going to affect the, 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 the smaller schools, which fans really get behind them when they're upsetting these major schools who lose out on money. You know, if you have a small school... And, and let's be honest, you know, you get some of these small schools that get these upsets. Um, it helps their recruiting, too. Now, they did say it's very limited families going to be able to be at the arenas. Um, and important associates of the schools on top of the players and coaches. I know, kind of going back to the NFL... Philadelphia Eagles have brought their their coaches back to Pennsylvania from any type of pro days or, or whatnot. They're really clamping down on the traveling. And even I think the kind of leewaying into XFL, the Seattle Dragons have posted their refund policy so I, I even think they're starting to um, say you know we're not going to have any fans in the stands this and that the other thing but I just pray that everybody stays safe out there just do all the precautions that they've announced on the news from the CDC and you know we will get through this so before I go I want to bring up some XFL stuff you know, give my game of the week this week. But XFL is starting, a little, starting to mess up a little bit here. 
So I don't know if you guys seen the Seattle game last week. Uh, who do they play? Oh, they play Houston. And so Houston, you know, obviously they, they won. They were 11-point favorite, though. That This was the thing. They were 11-point favorite. They won by 9 points. But the drama happened the last 5 seconds of the game. They were on Seattle's 20-yard line. So basically, if Seattle got the ball, they had 20 yards to go in. Got a first down. Were able to run out the clock. But it was 4th down... And the play call was basically just run around a little bit to run out the clock, throw it away. Well, the Houston quarterback, P.J. Walker, took a knee with two seconds left in the game. Refs called the game as being over and ran off the field. All the players thought it was as well. But the commentators looked back and they could see right when P.J. Walker's knee hits the ground, there's two seconds left. They go back up to the replay booth, and even the replay booth says, "Yes, we see there's two seconds there, but we're sticking with the end of the game phone, uh, end of the game call." Commentators were saying, said to them, "Listen, get the rest back out here. They just just went back there. They're probably still dressed. We could get everybody back out here. Nope, we're sticking with the end of the game." So, hopefully. Now, if Seattle would have got that ball, most likely would not have scored. But they would have had a score a touchdown on, on one play, go for the three-point conversion, which would have tied the ball game. Hopefully, playoff time comes. They don't miss the playoffs by one game because this could have been the game. This could be the game that cost them a playoff spot. The next day, XFL releases a statement. Acknowledging that the the game was stopped too soon, and that that replay judge has been reassigned. Kudos for the XFL for stepping up and holding somebody responsible for it, compared to the NFL with some of these refs' calls that they don't really hold them responsible. But. I understand it's the first season. You know, there's going to be obviously some glitches throughout the year. Hopefully the XFL fixes them. Especially, you know, the kickoff that happened against Seattle last uh, two weeks ago. Where there was a personal foul on a touchdown. Got assessed on the kickoff, which really actually hurt Seattle a little bit more because it was tougher to kick. So this week's game... We have the Roughnecks versus the Guardians on Saturday at 2 o'clock on ABC. The St. Louis Battlehawks versus Tampa Bay Vipers at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Dallas Renegades against the DC Defenders on Sunday at 4. And then the LA Wildcats versus my Seattle Dragons Sunday night, 7 o'clock. For my game of the week, I'm actually going to probably go with the Dallas Renegades and Defenders. Cardell Jones got benched after what they said his ninth interception in five games. You know, he started off the season good. I just don't know what all, what all happened to him. Um, I still think the defenders are a better team than Dallas. 
right now, Dallas is the favorite at four and a half points. I, I actually think they'll cover that. I think they'll win by by seven. But I'll tell you what, with my Seattle Dragons, they better get their heads out their ass because I understand, you know, the Houston game was a lot closer than it should have been. And they probably should have pulled it off. But if you want to make the playoffs, you know, you only got a couple weeks left. Now's the time to make the push. You got to make the push and get going. So hopefully that happens for, for my Dragons. But that is going to be it for this week. Uh, before we go, head over to Twitter. Follow us there at ST Sports Podcast. Follow our Facebook page, like and share that, as well as subscribing to our YouTube channel. Head over to staytunedsports.net, where you can find all of our episodes from episode one all the way up to now. Any merchandise of ours, you could you could purchase there as well. So, until next week, this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.